0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff.
2: Welcome to The Career Confidant and good afternoon if you are tuning in live If you're downloading the podcast, as we know many of you are, thank you for doing that. This is your host for the Career Confidant, Marie Zemanoff. And I'm so happy that you've joined us today as we welcome an amazing guest to talk about another hot topic in the career space. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we're here to give you the tools that you need to manage your own career. And today we're going to be talking about LinkedIn, one of those biggest tools I would say right now in terms of managing your career, whether that's job seeking or just maintaining your brand so that you have opportunities in the future, whatever those might look like. And so today we're we are very excited to have Melanie Lindsey calling in from New York. And Melanie is a an award-winning LinkedIn profile writer, and so she does write profiles and and I love this. she does them with punch, pizzazz, and professionalism. But today we're going to be talking about something that's even more important, I think, than having a good profile in some ways. So Melanie, thank you for joining us today on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Marie. Yeah, well, um, just let me tell our listeners here that if you want to ask a question about LinkedIn, you have um, two experts here on the line at your bidding for the next hour, and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. You can call in live at 866-472-5790, or you can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. So today, Melanie, We're going to be talking a little bit about connecting on LinkedIn, and tell us a little bit about why you think that how we connect with people on LinkedIn is so important.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been feeling a lot lately, and I think I felt this even early on, but even more so now that we have access to LinkedIn on our mobile devices and we're all doing things on the go, but LinkedIn has really made connecting so easy that at times it seems like it's defeating its purpose. You can simply just click a button to send one of those invitations to connect, and then you just click another button, and this person's in your network. And, but really, where's the connection there? So that's why you know, I really advocate building a network that's more just numbers than or that's not mere numbers, it's connections. And so that's why I advocate for two main points. So I have two rules with connecting on LinkedIn, and the first one is not to send generic invites to connect, and many people have already heard that already, but I also don't accept invitations to connect without actually sending a reply first, so that this way I actually do make a connection with that person.
2: Yeah, so I usually send an email after I connect with someone, but I see the way you're doing it, it makes you make sure that you respond because you're doing it before you accept that um, that invitation, which is awesome. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, they're already, you're fresh in their mind, so you might as well take this opportunity to click that little button, reply, don't accept yet, that LinkedIn does provide to you when you log in uh, through your computer. And so you're what you're doing there is you're you're inspiring profile double takes. So there's a reason why they invited you and then you're able to start this dialogue and why not start some sort of potential conversation that may be meaningful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so you said something very important in that sentence, which is logging into your computer. Yes. Yeah. And that is important for both places, right? Because people do this stuff on their phone, and when you add someone to your network using your phone, you automatically send out that horrible message, right?
3: Yeah, well, I actually, LinkedIn, from what I've read, I haven't tested this out yet, but from what I've read, LinkedIn actually has recently changed that, where you can send personalized messages through your phone. But I don't know about you, I'm not as great at typing on my phone as I am through my computer. And the way that I advocate, too, is to create something like a a Word document or a notes file on your Mac where you can kind of create some of these valuable connections and sort of templates. So it makes it easier to copy and paste and sort of reuse and repurpose that, though personalizing, of course to the person you're trying to connect with. So that's why I really do advocate through using the computer versus your mobile devices.
2: Okay. So let's talk about some of those messages that someone might send when they're inviting someone. Let's start there. What might you recommend that someone say when they're inviting someone to join their network?
3: So, yeah, the, the way that I look at this is that you know I feel like providing value even when I'm asking someone to join whenever possible. So I feel like by being a huge consumer, and many of us professionals are, books, industry-relevant reports, articles, blogs, webinars, TED Talks, whatever it is, we have all these great resources and maybe we have these bookmarked, maybe not, but maybe now is a good time to start a little file of information that you can share with others. So we're consuming information, and so then it's about when you're interacting and finding those connections. And I feel like I find the connections just by being out there interacting again on the consumer side when I'm looking, reading books, the industry reports, articles, blogs, etc. And then going to conferences, trainings, when I'm in meetings, what if you're a member of a committee, fundraiser, you know, conference call, professional affiliations, and even on Twitter. I convert Twitter followers into LinkedIn connections as well when I think they're super cool. So you're interacting and that's how I'm finding people and that's how I advocate others, you know, obviously they're out there. You might as well make this connection after you've, you've met or had some sort of interaction. Um, and then with connecting, I, when I shoot that out, I, I think in terms of, you know, can I thank them for something that they provided value for? And so I can give an example. So one off the cuff or actually in a blog post I've written is, uh, you know, I've been appreciating your insights within your 2014 Source of Hire report, Jerry, who's Jerry Crispin, and I hope you accept my invite to connect. And he did. Uh, Christina Bericci, our mutual friend and connection, Amy Peloso, has been singing your praises and now that I've read your article, if you need a letter of recommendation, write your own. I'm a believer. Pretty please accept my invite to connect. So there's just some ways in how I'm reaching out. Um, and then When I can include, and this is something that most people, if they connect through traditional channels. So I recently read this article about LinkedIn's backdoor to connections, which through my blog on my website, ResumeRelief.com, and also on LinkedIn as well, I've shared this article. So there's a Brian Tillman. She put out this great little article that tells you how to get through the backdoor. And within that backdoor, by connecting through this method, You're adding the person to your contacts. This means you don't have to go searching for their email address anymore. Their email address will be right there, and you also can include links within your invite. And so that's why as well, while sometimes I'll um, send invitations like the ones that I had read off, I might also send something where, you know, I notice you're not maximizing the most important real estate on your LinkedIn profile, so why don't you check out this article, how to spice up your LinkedIn headline. So sharing, and then you're able to provide the link, giving them direct
2: value. Okay, and so that ability to provide a link um, requires something special that people can find out about if they look at your blog?
3: Yes, yeah, I put links to the article that I found and kind of um, also broke it down as well so that they can figure out they can learn how to do that.
2: Yeah, cuz that's not an not an automatic thing. If you if they just went to their computer right now and tried to send an invite, it would not let them put in a, a link, correct?
3: Exactly. And that's why as well I advocate using this method and also when you reply to and don't accept through before you accept an invitation to connect, it does also allow you to add <laughs> also allows you to add links there. And links there, especially at that time, that's great because you get to include your email signature. And this is something I advocate as well, which is customizing something for LinkedIn. You can add links. You can include your email address as well. Add a link to your website, your Facebook page, your Twitter feed, um, and you can do that as well.
2: Okay. So this is great ways to kind of maximize all of the things that you're doing and connect all of them instead of having them all be separate activities that, you know, it, it's how to maximize that effort instead of having all this spread out effort, I guess.
3: Absolutely, maximizing the effort and also, you know, really providing value. When, because when you do when you help someone out and, you know, another – way that I've connected with others is, you know, I, I might get this it generic invitation to connect, and uh, I don't know why this person's reaching out to me, but while I was skimming through their profile, we all noticed this. We all noticed every once in a while those spelling errors or those dead links within their contact information section, so I may say, you know, thanks, John, for reaching out to me, and just to give you a heads up, you may want to check out, I noticed that the link within your con- to your website within your content contact info was dead Um, so also again there's just another way to provide value the guy then he remembers you as well like oh this person helped me out makes them also look at your profile again
2: yeah and just to kind of remind listeners i think sometimes people think oh but i can only invite so many people to connect with me and you know, I know years ago I'd heard that number was three thousand, and I just don't think that many of us will ever reach that number, right? I mean, it's silly to be worried about that
3: uh, n- n- I personally feel like it's silly. I don't know how that i what kind of network I'd be building if it were three thousand strong, maybe in you know ten years <laughs> but-
2: yeah. And we'll worry about that then and you can probably yeah. ask LinkedIn for more invitations at that point and or LinkedIn will have gone away and something new will come yeah. up, right? I, I just think that's a, not a great reason to be avoiding inviting people.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
2: And like you said, you've read somebody's articles or, you know, you want to tell them how you know them, why you know them. Of yeah, course, exactly. flattering them or providing value can always help. But it's it's really just telling them how you know them before you expect them to connect with you and that's the one thing that that generic app or generic invitation doesn't do so we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes to keep talking to melanie here about how to stand out and have some personality and add value while you're connecting with people on linkedin we'll be right back in just a few minutes
1: That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, leaders are working to transform themselves and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lin, for insights on emerging trends and business innovations to help you stay ahead of the game. You'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant,
2: and tonight we are talking about LinkedIn and specifically LinkedIn communications, right? We've talked about some of the profile pieces. We've talked about some of the, you know, how to use LinkedIn, how to connect on LinkedIn. And now we're really talking about the messages that you can send back and forth at different times to really create a strong connection with people versus just adding another number To your ticker. So Melanie's been talking about the invitation process and how important it is to customize those invitations and ways that you can add value in invitations. She also mentioned a, a blog on her website, Resume Relief, where you can get some directions on how to be able to use links in those invitations. So we've talked a little bit about that now. Melanie let's talk a little bit more about the messages that a person might send to someone before or after they connect with them so you're advocating that before I even accept an invitation when I'm on my computer there's a little drop down where I can reply before accepting tell us a little bit more about what you might put into that message and then I've got a few specific scenarios that we can go through.
3: Yeah, again, uh I am uh pretty stuck on this attempting to make sure that if I'm replying before accepting that I'm showing the person that I care enough to take a couple of seconds to even see who they're about. Um, and so I might send something, even if I don't know too much, so... I'll look skim over the profile and might shoot something like, I'm ecstatic to make your connection, Michael, and blown away by the work that you do and the recommendations you've earned on LinkedIn. You've made my day. as I consider it a professional high point to be included in your network. Um, so just acknowledging that I see who that person is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things that I struggle with, and maybe some other, probably more business owners would struggle with this, but maybe some of our Career candidates that I get these invitations from people out of country, and you know you can never tell—is it—is it a scam? Is it not a scam? Sometimes I used to look at the number of connections or do they have endorsements. But then I've been burned even when those things might have indicated that they would be a legit person. So I started sending this reply um, just to ask them, you know, thank you for the invitation to connect. I'd love to know more about how you think I might add value to my to your profile and would kind of base that whether they responded or not and how they responded on whether or not I would accept. Do you what do you think about that?
3: Absolutely. You know, I Marie, I actually had taken that approach for years as well. And then I, I've just started something different. And maybe it is because I'm going to invest time in, in the profiles of for people that I do believe are serious and real. And I have no qualms about simply hitting that ignore button if I feel like I'm kind of questionable um, in any way, shape, or form. Again, I used to try to do that to try to get them like, hmm, wondering how you know me. You want Can you engage? Uh, instead, I may, if I if I do notice that I have a shared connection with someone who's asked me to connect, I may say, you know, it looks like you and I both know Mary Black. Is this how you heard from me? And just by asking that question, I'm able to draw out and typically, the, the response is, yes, you worked with them before, and now I'm looking to work with you. So um, I, I feel at this point like I'm spending more of my time on, on what is real. I'd rather invest that quantity over quality.
2: Yeah, that's just always challenging because I don't want to be rude, right? I don't want to be rude to that person. Um, But also, you're right. I don't want to spend a lot of my time on someone that may not be real or may not want to connect for genuine reasons.
3: Absolutely. I do, you know, and I I, as well, I'm not to say that uh, messages from abroad are, are not real, but it's not necessarily my market either, Um, And so if someone on that side is not taking the time to personalize something to me, and I'm really having to dig to see how we might be connected or or might share some sort of link, then I'll just leave it alone. And I have to correct myself, because I really meant to say quality over quantity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I must have known what you meant, because I didn't even catch that. But, um, well, good. So if we're, we're thinking about how we can connect with people, the other thing that I had a, a local salesperson kind of teaching his clients and other people about LinkedIn and that he was using on LinkedIn. It was actually working very well for him and in a very genuine way, right? I mean, although he's a sales guy, he's very genuine and he teaches people to be very genuine in how they connect and how they Excellent. make offers and try to offer value, But he writes people and says, especially if they're local, right, Mm -hmm. or have maybe some other obvious connection, he will write people and say something about, you know, acknowledging their profile and what they do, and if it makes sense for us to connect, I'd love to learn more about what you do. Tell me a little bit about what you think about that approach.
3: I, it is actually a little bit, again, of more of an approach that I had used in the past, though now it's something that I, if I were to take that approach or want to see about meeting up with someone uh, or getting together, this is something for me that I would pick up the phone. And I truly do, uh, for someone like me who gets tons and tons of phone calls and emails and the same for you, um, or, and I'm sorry. Emails and and invitations to connect. I get a lot less phone calls. So when someone actually picks up the phone and takes the time to leave me a voicemail message, and I do the same for them, I feel that better results in that area, um, and potentially following that up, following up the phone call with. I just left you a voicemail message. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn and potentially get together to learn how I might be able to help you.
2: Okay. Good. Well, I would say for me that that email follow-up would be key because I tend to do better at tracking emails than phone messages. If you leave me a phone message, it for some reason, my brain is just so focused on my email. I have a hard time managing my voicemail, um, which maybe I shouldn't share, but I do. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to get my attention, voicemail is probably not the way to do it. Um.
3: (laughs) Well, and that's the great, I mean, everyone does have their own approach. So it really is about taking a stab. Even with connections, you have to find your own voice and put things out there in your own voice and show your own style. And that's why it's great that we're both talking about this and sharing what works for each of us. Because
2: it is bad. yeah. Well, and I think your, our key message here, and, it, and it's your key message, but obviously I totally agree, is that you've got to have some connection with that person for it to be meaningful. If you're just sitting on your phone and hitting connect, connect, connect be, while you're searching for people, or if you're just hitting accept, 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 it's not, you're not getting any value out of LinkedIn when you do that.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel that with the way the the workplace has changed, I, I really advocate for perpetual networking. LinkedIn is a great way to do that and grow professionally. You learn by others. you you're building a network of like-minded experts by reaching out to people who you know they may have written something you love, led a conference in a way that you just admired, all of that. And when you build, this network of people you like, admire and appreciate, that's I, I mean, what more do you want out of a professional
2: network? Yeah. And that connection that you know, I think it it goes beyond just the invitation or the response to the invitation. Tell tell me, and this is maybe just kind of putting you on the spot because we weren't going to talk about this necessarily, but what are some of the other ways you've found people keep up with their connections? You know, do you like it when people send you happy birthdays? I'd have to tell you on my birthday, I got 46 happy birthdays, and some of them I felt like people just clicked that button that said it's Marie's birthday, tell her happy birthday, and they weren't really that, I don't know, you know. Still, it wasn't a message. It was just happy birthday. So, um and I don't know, are there other ways you find are good for people to stay connected to keep their network alive?
3: I do feel, well, when you can provide value, definitely do so. I know that I, as well as you probably do, receive a lot of more salesy um, updates from people that are now in your network and sometimes <laughs> you want to block them from the network. I feel like I... have per- get the best value just because when these people are in my network and their articles and, and what they're up to is coming up in my news feed, I feel it's great because I get to learn and, and grow from them and also share and share that with my network. I'm the same as you as well, that I don't necessarily love those little birthday pieces or the anniversary. Um, you know, LinkedIn is testing some things out, and in some ways they're a little Facebookish. Um we could probably expect more of those to come. But uh, it, to me, I don't know that that necessarily screams professional.
2: Yeah, and like at least if you have a new job and you can click congrats, you know, it doesn't send you a, a message. It just shows up on your feed that it's a congrats. Those ones I like a little bit more, the messages that come into my message box that are not real messages like you said the salesy stuff or like these happy birthday ones came in as messages and some people took time to actually write a nice message great you know it and so a little bit of it's the execution not just the the function but really absolutely. thinking about are you making that a meaningful connection versus just a click the button absolutely 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 So we are almost done with our our time here with you. So if you have one kind of leaving comment or whatever you leave behind, take away, and then share with the listeners how they can get in touch with you, how can they find you on LinkedIn, all of those connection pieces that they can do to get a hold of you.
3: Perfect. Thanks. Well, yes, I, uh, again, absolutely with these invitations c- to connect, make it personal, put it in your own voice, be who you are, and continuously just make a practice of it. I promise you that if you start, like I said, with that tip of creating a template email signature, creating a Word doc template so it makes it easier, and bookmarking some of the information that's valuable that you feel like you can share more often than not, uh, it's really going to help make it a little bit easier for you to build on these connections. Uh, absolutely, I just love the idea of it's conscious professionalism, continuously putting yourself out there in a professional way, because I, I think that we all know that the, the majority out there just a little bit lazy in sending those generic invites. So don't you think that you're going to stand out if you put a little effort into personalizing your communications through LinkedIn? Um, And so I, I absolutely, I write a lot of information on LinkedIn, resume, interviewing, other topics, and that can be found on my website, Resume Relief. And if you hit on that link to my blog it'll bring you to a lot of those articles and you can also find me on LinkedIn melanie and that's l-e-n-c-i and also of course I am on Facebook and Twitter Twitter is at resume relief
2: All right. Well, you've shared such valuable information today, Melanie. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes to add some more tools to that toolbox about LinkedIn and finish up the show. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. (laughs)
0: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network
1: you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we just had Melanie Lynchy on the phone. Great information about standing out as you connect with people on LinkedIn. And you know, this is something that people talk to me about a lot. How can I stand out? How can I be visible? How can I catch the attention of people in my sphere of influence? And although I think this is a small part of that, obviously, it is a thing that you can do fairly easily that does stand out, as Melanie said. So many people are sending that templated invite on LinkedIn and so many people just hit accept and never really do anything with that information when someone connects with them be that a recruiter a potential business partner or just someone that you think is interesting right if you're accepting their invitation there's some kind of connection there that you have the opportunity to speak to so thinking about Sending out invitations and putting in some kind of information that one tells that person why you're connecting with them, why you're interested in connecting with them, how you found out about them, did you read an article, did you listen to a podcast, Right? Tell them how you found out about them. One, of course, it makes them feel good about themselves, makes them feel validated for the efforts that they're doing to do whatever it is that you found them for. And two, it makes it really easy for them to know whether they're going to accept or not. And I think today a lot of people just expect that they'll send that generic invitation and everybody will accept Well, I think that that is going to start changing for the exact reasons that Melanie and I were discussing. People are getting away from this numbers game and want real connections. And so if you're not letting them know what that connection is or might be, you might not get those people to say yes, right? And so thinking about how we can approach that differently, So that it's more successful and it achieves the goals that you're trying to achieve in the first place by sending that invitation out. So the other part of it that Melanie and I talked about was when someone invites you to connect. This is obviously an opportunity to connect with them as well. And as Melanie said, when you go in and you look at your invitations, there is a drop down arrow right by accept where you can reply before you accept. It's a great thing, especially for those of us who have good intentions but get busy, right? To do that before you even accept means that you'll do it, right? It forces you to do it. And again, it goes back to that idea of making a connection versus just hitting a button. So write that person and tell them, why you're why you're interested in connecting thank them for connecting offer a value as melanie was talking about whether that's a link to a resource or whatever it is that you think might be valuable to them that is part of making that connection and then we talked about other things that you might be able to do whether that's asking that person if they want to set up a time to 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 meet Maybe call them and see if they want to set up a time to meet. You might have to wait to do that until after you've connected so you can see their phone number. There's some logistical things there. But all of those pieces offer you an opportunity to make a connection versus just adding a number. And in that kind of accepting or, or replying to an invitation, you also have an opportunity to to start Building that connection in whatever way makes sense. But be careful about that. You know, Melanie talked about a few times the sales shtick. And it just really doesn't work on LinkedIn. If there are two things that I think don't work on LinkedIn, one is a sales pitch and the other is asking for a date. (laughs) And they're almost equally as bad. Right? I don't want your your message to my email box about your leads generation program, you know nothing about my business and a lot of times those direct messages that I get make me laugh because they're such a waste of whoever's time is take taking to do that because they don't have any relevance. It was it's sometimes even someone who obviously hasn't even looked at the LinkedIn profile to see how making the offer would make sense. So be careful of using LinkedIn for sales. You can use it to connect, you can use it to build a relationship, which of course might lead to sales, especially if you're doing that strategically. But sending an outright sales message to a new connection or someone that you haven't started to generate anything, any kind of relationship with on LinkedIn is not going to Lead too much except for people unfriending you (laughs) wrong terminology but you know same idea they're going to disconnect from you if that's what you're doing on LinkedIn so that opportunity to connect is really more around building the relationship building the connection figuring out what the two of you might have in common how you can build on that Those are the messages that Melanie was talking about. And of course, the foundation, critical piece of all of those messages is finding a way to add value, whether that's sharing a resource, doing something that can be of benefit to that other person in a genuine way. And so when we're thinking about making these invitations or accepting replies, I know that a lot of our... Concerns start to bubble up around how much time in my life is this going to take, right? I don't have all this time. So I would put out there that yes, making sure you're logged into your computer when you're sending invitations or accepting invitations does mean that you'll have to take some time to do that. I would schedule time. 15 minutes a day means they won't back up, means you're being uh, very responsive to people, right? Thinking that you absolutely must hit accept on your phone at the first moment you see that invitation doesn't really add much value. Wait until the evening, wait until the next morning, whenever it is that you wanna spend your 15 minutes on LinkedIn, for that part of LinkedIn, Do it with intention. The value of that is going to be so much more. I would say exponentially more. Even if you take 15 minutes to do that versus the 10 seconds it takes to hit accept on your phone. You're actually going to be generating some value. Whereas if you're hitting accept on your phone, you're hitting invite on your phone. Do you even remember who you invited, who you accepted, how is that adding value? So find that time in your day, set it aside, schedule it, so that, you know, it doesn't back up, doesn't end up being something you have to spend an hour on. It's just a constant dribble for you, just like any marketing is. And then when... um, Melanie and I also talked about some of the ideas around other things that you can do, right? LinkedIn is providing you these other options in terms of going through and connecting with people on a more regular basis, right? Whether that's it's their birthday or they got a new position, LinkedIn is giving you all of these prompts, So thinking about how to use those is very important that if we are thinking about hitting congrats on somebody's job, that might be a nice thing to do. It doesn't necessarily cause a lot of issues. It shows up. They see it that you've liked it. It's a nice thing to do. If you're going to send somebody a message, you might think about what you want to say there and how you're gonna connect with them, or how you might use that piece of information to make a deeper connection with them, right? It's that whole idea of, in some way that makes sense, creating an opportunity for you to chat. Obviously, you can err on either side of that. You could say, you know, congratulations, which is kind of like saying, how are you doing today? And someone says, fine, and it's very rhetorical. Or you can go too deep and maybe say something that, you know, isn't appropriate or you don't really know enough about the person to be saying that. So I would stay somewhere in the middle, what makes sense as a, a good comment, a good question to ask, does it make sense to post it out in the world of LinkedIn or should it be a message? Realizing that LinkedIn is professional, it's not Facebook. So we have to be a little bit more careful about what we might post on someone's quote unquote page on LinkedIn, post on their update that is public, and thinking about all of the ways that we can add information or use that information to connect in a way that's meaningful. And again, LinkedIn is offering you all of that information for you to do that. It's just how do you want to use that and realizing, again, the medium The purpose of the medium is professional networking, and you want to make sure you're doing specific outreach to those people versus anything generic or rhetorical, right? We all have too much coming into our mailboxes for something rhetorical to really add value or to really deepen our connection with that other person. So as we finish up today here, we're going to come back for our last segment. And I'm just going to give you the five key action items. If you're going to spend 15 minutes on LinkedIn every day, what are the five things that you could be doing daily on LinkedIn to make LinkedIn more meaningful? We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
1: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
3: Engage with
1: Andy Bush takes you inside the mind of a top global market and public policy analyst who has been featured regularly on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and numerous radio and television programs. Our program will bring you guests and stories from the top of the political and business worlds. Each show includes Andy's Point of View Roundup and what it means for you at home. Life's complicated. Let Andy help you figure it out. Tune in every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are in sales, do you repeatedly face the same challenges over and over? Slumping sales, job security worries, trying to get your brand off the ground. It's time to come over to a new way of thinking. It's time for Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down with Malcolm Evans, the Sales Accent Guy. You'll hear what works today to keep you at the top of your sales game and increase your business directly from some of the most respected voices of the sales world. Tune in Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: Are tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic now back to the career confidant
2: Welcome back to the Career Confidant, and tonight we've been talking about LinkedIn and all of the different ways that you can really connect on LinkedIn and add value versus just adding another number to your little ticker there and your number of connections. And I would say that a lot of this, oh, philosophy, if you will, has changed fairly recently from kind of get as much as you can to make it real and this has changed in a lot of different ways right we used to give advice to people to join 50 groups you can add visibility you can more people can connect with you if you're members of all these groups and some of that has changed and that has kind of gone along with the change in mentality here that we want it to be more about quality we want you to be targeted joining groups that make sense connecting with people that make sense and in all of those connections being more intentional so if you're going to spend 15 minutes on LinkedIn every day and we want to talk about this more in terms of communication than your profile or or how however you might talk about building your profile. We're going to talk about this more in terms of 15 minutes a day to actually network. So the first thing you want to do, of course, is respond to invites, respond to messages. So really going in and making sure that you're being thoughtful about that. You're logging into your computer to do it. You're not just hitting accept on your phone. And you're adding value to those people you're looking at their profile you're thinking if there's some kind of resource that might be helpful to share with them again being thoughtful as you go through that process the other thing you might want to do or the second thing so first thing is respond to invites in a meaningful way second thing find influencers in your circle So LinkedIn, of course, will send you the top influencers of the day in terms of their articles, but you will also be able to see the people in your network who are posting things or responding to things. And take that time every day to cultivate those those relationships. One of the ways that you might do that is to comment meaningfully on someone else's article. So one of your people in your network wrote an article on LinkedIn through that publisher feature. Comment meaningfully. Read the article. Make a meaningful comment that expands on that article. Again, showing your expertise, your knowledge, while expanding on that versus just, hey, great article, right? Put some thought into it. Other ways you might do that are to, of course, like someone's post or say congrats, some of those other things, but try to make it as meaningful as you can. And, of course, it's always nice if you can do that publicly because it helps you and them. If there's something that makes sense to send them a private message on, of course, do that as well. Third thing would be to see who's viewed your profile. Of course, you have to have your profile set up so that you can do that which just means you have to allow other people to see when you've viewed their profile trick here is that you can turn that off and on so you can turn it off when you want to look around a little bit and then turn it back on so that you can see when people look at your profile and there may be clues to people that you want to connect to again I would do this in um, well. You- You can do it in one of two ways. One is to see they've looked at you. You go look at their profile, find something interesting to say, find some way to add value, find some way that they've added value that you can comment on, and then just approach them and say, I'd like to add you to my network. It looks like you're doing cool work in X, Y, or Z, and make that connection. Of course, you can say, I saw that you viewed my profile, yeah, that usually catches people off guard. You can try it if you want to, but see who's viewing your profile. See if any of them make sense for you to connect with. So we've got respond to your invites and and your messages, find influencers in your circle, make comments, interact with those people, like their like their stuff. Check out who's viewed you. If you do that on a daily basis, you don't need to pay. For premium LinkedIn at this point, I guess, stay stay tuned. We'll see how that changes. But if you check that daily, you get pretty good data about who's viewed your profile and can use that data in a way that would be helpful to you, meaningful, if you're checking that on a daily basis. So fourth thing you might want to do on a daily basis on LinkedIn is contribute. Contribute an article. On LinkedIn, it's... Fairly acceptable to do this less often than Facebook or Twitter. Once a day would be great, you know, three or four times a week, not bad, but contribute. Contribute that article, contribute something of value. If you want to publish on LinkedIn, you can also publish on LinkedIn. Doing that every day would be kind of at the expert level there of LinkedIn, but you might want to do that once a week. But some way you're finding an opportunity to contribute value to your network through meaningful content. And then the last thing that you want to do on LinkedIn every day is just check and make sure that you're putting your best foot forward in everything that you do there. Are you being professional in your comments? Are you being professional in the way you interact with people? I see people all the time who I know are are job seekers, because that's a lot of who connects with me in my network, who are responding negatively to other people's posts. And there's, of course, value in constructive criticism, but just being straight up negative, not helping your brand, not helping you in any way. So in everything you do there, remember it's professional. Yes, it's networking. It is social networking, so I need a little bit of your personality there, not just the straight and narrow in terms of the professional. It's that rule of 80-20 that we've talked about. 80% professional on LinkedIn, 20% personal, so that people see you're a person. There's something in your profile that's personal, and you're com- you contributing that value on a fairly regular basis with your LinkedIn network. So I hope you will check out some of the resources that Melanie shared through her blog on on resumerelief.com. And of course, if you ever have any questions or want any further information on Lots of resources for LinkedIn, branding, all of the career topics that we talk about here. You're always welcome to connect with me at Marie, M A R I E, at A Strategic com. So, M A R I E at A Strategic com. And we will have another exciting guest next week. We'll be welcoming Elizabeth Sanders Park, to talk about side doors to a shorter search, one of those hot topics in terms of accessing the uh, quote-unquote hidden job market. And we're excited to have her here next week on The Career Confidant. And in the meantime, I look forward to hearing from you, and offering resources as I can to move you forward in your career and help you manage your career advancement proactively and independently. So we'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant.